for tuning into the premiere episode of the brand new podcast the blackness this is the ultimate black tv and movie rewatch podcast where we will dive into everything that is black media black culture and just explore how dope we are in our classic tv and movies and just explore everything that is our blackness that helped create those amazing experiences We wanted to do this because there are so many podcasts, rewatch podcasts, documentaries, all these things that support mainstream and white content, but there isn't much of that for our classic TV shows and films when they are more than deserving. So this is our love letter to our blackness and to our classic, classic actors and actresses who blessed us with such legendary work for so many years. We are so excited to begin with none other than the 90s classic starring our very own beautiful black queen, Brandi Norwood, as Moesha. Mo to the, E to the, we all knew the theme song. We all watched the shows. We all loved the fashion. And it was just, and we're so excited because now it's finally streaming on Netflix and the numbers have been astronomical because it was way 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 overdue so this is again just our love letter to our blackness and support of the greatness that we have in black media so let's dive right into it we start with episode one which is the pilot episode of course it is our first intro to one of the most iconic theme songs and introduction videos when moesha does that little leg kick out and we see and we hear mo to the Eat to the like when I tell you we would just walk the hall singing that song because it was so classic out the gate Brandy is serving us looks okay the show debuted in January 20 on January 23rd of 1996 so we are definitely about to take a full dive back into the 90s honey and just give you all the feels of all of that nostalgia <laughs> At the time, we had already fell in love with the voice that is Brandy Norwood. By the time that this show premiered, she had already blessed us with classics like I Wanna Be Down and Baby, Baby, Baby. And of course, Broken Hearted, the love ballad that we all used to sing and just act like we were so in love. At the time, Brandy had sold over 6 million records and was already like the teen dream. So her now starring in her own sitcom as this very relatable character that is Moesha, like it was amazing. The representation of seeing this beautiful brown skinned girl with braids, seeing the fashion, her family dynamics, her friendships, it was just all too relatable. And it was just something we were all into because we could see ourselves. So the show begins, we meet Moesha with the signature braids and she's and her just vivacious energy, 
Um, the show is set in LA, so we definitely getting those Cali vibes out the gate. And it's centered around Moesha's father, Frank Mitchell, who is played by William Allen Young. Um, her stepmother, Dee, who is played by the legendary Cheryl Lee Ralph, and her little brother, played by the hilarious Marcus T. Polk. We start with the classic intro of Moesha narrating her journal writing. And we hear, of course, that little beat in the back. <laughs> like, we all know it and we all love it. Um, but Moesha's writing in her journal and she is just, like she always does, just pouring her soul out to, you know, with her writing and ultimately to us, just killing us softly with her song. <laughs> um, she shares that her father wants her to wait to date any boys until she is 16, which we all know as a teenager is like, come on, daddy. <laughs> um, she shares that she has a zit and at the time, says that D told her to put toothpaste on it. And I'm like, oh, yes, girl, been there. All black mothers tell us to do that. Not actually sure if it's scientifically proven that it works, but we have all been sitting in the living room with some Colgate on our face, feeling crazy. <laughs> um, and she says, Moesha says, it's getting, it's getting in my business part of the stepmother job description. And right then and there, we see that sis is already not feeling this dynamic of having the new stepmom in the house. So we cut to the next scene and Dee has fixed breakfast. And you can tell that Moesha just not feeling it, okay? She is used to taking care of her household and her family. So to see this new woman up in here cooking for her dad and her brother, it's like, uh, okay, sis, fall back. <laughs> um, and then we're introduced to another staple character in the show, Hakeem, who is Moesha's homeboy and classmate, played by Lamont Bentley. And a bit of a spoiler there, um, but rest in peace to him. There actually has been rumors of a Moesha curse, um, which came out years, years later. But we in 1996 right now, and we're not even about to talk about that, okay? <laughs> so Hakeem is joining the family for breakfast like he lives there, child. Like he pulls up a chair, gets his plate, and he is ready to throw down. And then you see, after a brief little dialogue, you see... Uh, Moesha's dad Frank get up to go from the table to go to work and says if he can sell just enough cars they can get a house in the Beverly Hills and we see this beautiful black man adorn his suit jacket and you see like just this imagery of this beautiful black family in this nice house the dad is putting on his suit jacket and he's talking about going to work and it's just like again just that representation factor because truth be told, a lot of us didn't see our fathers in that light. You know, some of us had fathers who were construction workers. So we didn't really like seeing your father in a suit could be a rarity in the black community. So just seeing that imagery was definitely like very dope for me. Um, but the kids laugh at the dream of the house in the Beverly Hills. But another really point, a, a great point that I loved about it was D. Again, it's the stepmom and now his new lady. Um, comes in and immediately encourages Frank. And again, just that representation, a loving black couple supporting each other. Yes, God, honey, I was here for it. And D like immediately affirms her man and is like, no, baby, you can do it. And you know, that you see them like showing so much love to each other as opposed to the, the normal energy that we get and seeing black couples with the dysfunction and all of that. Like, it's like, we are not a monolith as black people. We have dynamics and layers, honey. And it's great to see that 
um, even back then in 96. So definitely, definitely love that. Moesha asks if she can go and hang at the den tonight. And the first question that her dad says is, all gonna be there and I was like woo child the blackness because we all know that that is immediately what our parents are wondering when whenever we go somewhere no matter what age we are it's like uh-uh who all gonna be there <laughs> and we immediately see that everything D says Moesha questions because D then is like well it's a school night and Moesha like well I'm trying to go hang with my friends like it's like you can already see they have this back and forth and then from there D says that she's going to take Miles to school and Moesha's like no I'll walk him like you can tell she's just not feeling D coming in as a stepmom trying to change their vibe and after that D leaves and we hear Mo and Hakeem having a conversation and Mo pretty much tell Hakeem like it's bad enough D works at the school that we are, you know, going to, let alone for her to be dropping us off at school. Like, it's like, no, nah, that's too much. And you can see that they are setting up the backstory for each character because we learned that D and Frank actually met at a parent-teacher conference for Moesha. And Moesha's like, now she's living with us and she's trying to take us to school and all of that. And again, Moesha is just not feeling it. <laughs> But of course, Hakeem loves it because he's like, man, we got somebody new here cooking breakfast. Because again, Hakeem pretty much lives there. And he's just like, nah, this is love. And Hakeem and Mo go back and forth. And she says, and he says to her, Mo, you always trying to be somebody's mother. And um, Mo is like, well, I've been taking care of the house for the past three years. Cooking, cleaning, raising miles. And clearly she feels that Dee's presence is throwing all of that off. So Mo jokes that she even raised Hakeem. And this was such a funny moment in the show. Hakeem responds saying, that's the problem with black women. They always dogging out the black man. That's why y'all driving us to the blondes. And when I tell you Mo cranked her hand back and gave him a slap upside the head, the way that only a black woman can do it. I cackled, honey. It was so funny. That fool Hakeem responds and says, I meant Mary J. Blige. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Because we all know, back in 96, Mary J was definitely rocking her classic blonde hair back then and was giving us the look. So um, that's definitely one thing that you'll see throughout this series is they always reference black culture. And that's just something that you get with black TV shows and black sitcoms. So makes it even more relatable and makes the jokes hit even harder. So we transitioned then to a local hangout spot and that's where, which is the den, and that's where we meet Andell, played by the beautiful Yvette Wilson. We all loved her and her brief cameo in the classic black film Friday, which had premiered the year before in 1995. So we were already familiar with Yvette and you know, everybody already loved her for her hilarious character. Um, where she said she looked like Janet Jackson to Smokey and Smokey thought, you know, he was about to get the hookup and she showed up and we all know that scene. So it's like to see Yvette now playing and Dale just further added to her legacy um, as just an, a dope actress in the black community. And Mo asks Andale if she's ever been in love and how does she know if it's real? And Andale just served us up some real blackness, honey, and was like, I used to know if it was real if he paid my rent. Now I know that love is real if I pay his. And <laughs> looking back, I'm like, woo child, that is real. 
Because again, as a teenager, we like paying a man's rent. But it's like when you get up into like your 20s, you're like, okay, sis, I feel that. <laughs> and then Moesha walks over to her homegirls at the table. And that's where we meet Kim and Nisi. Kim is played by Countess Bond and Nisi by Char Jackson. A table of nothing but beautiful brown girls. So again, that representation. And they are definitely in some of the dopest of 90s fashion. Listen, the whole table is just a vibe. And we automatically see them just doing what teenage girls do. At that age, what's the first thing on their mind? Boys. So they're chilling at the den. They just looking at the boys that's in the spot. And you know, Kim making some very hilarious comedic relief, giving us little one-liners and everything. And then they see Hakeem enter and Kim is immediately feeling him. She's like, <laughs> she says, he's working in Mo Better Like Wesley. And again, I just love that they always reference black actors and culture. Um, it just makes the script writing feel so much more genuine. So Hakeem walks up to the table, of course, to say what's up to everybody. And he calls them the three live crew. And we all know, especially back in the 90s, Uncle Luke and the two live crew dominated that era. So again, with the relevant references. After that, Mo's friend Tracy walks up and she is serving us bougie black girl vibes. Her and Mo are speaking in French and Tracy is just a whole look with like the little preppy 90s look. Um, and that character was actually played by the gorgeous uh, brown skin beauty that is Melinda Williams. So again, just the, the actors, the, the looks, it was, it was just all a vibe. Like one of the main reasons why Moesha is a staple is the casting. So even with Melinda having this brief part in the show, it's just like, again, just another beautiful brown girl. Um, but Kim isn't feeling her and she's not feeling the bouginess. And Kim says to Tracy, excuse me, you blocking my view of chocolate thunder. Tracy responds to Kim, looks like you had enough chocolate. And immediately I had the screw face like, whoa, <laughs> that joke did not age very well with the fat shaming and the fat jokes. I'm like, Ugh, okay. Kim then responds, my mama said it's just baby fat. And Tracy goes, nah, it's just fat baby. And man, when I tell you, little black girls experience that far too often. And the crazy part about all of it is, Kim, Countess Vaughn as Kim isn't even big. She's just not like a skinny little twig. The way that they keep mentioning her weight is so weird. So then Kim asks Mo if she should lose weight. And Mo says, girl, you got a cute face. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. I cringed. I was like, ooh, we got to chill out with this. <laughs> but again, it's just like in the 90s, things like that were so common that to hear them now, it's just like, ooh. <laughs> but then the show keeps going on and we see Ohaji played by Merlin Santana. And he approaches the table and he's like, peace sisters. So he's definitely giving off like the Afrocentric, Afrocentric, you know, kind of boho vibe. You know what I'm saying? So um, Ohaji invites them to his poetry reading that night, which I'm like, obviously very fitting for this, you know, very uh, definitely giving me real, like I said, just Afrocentric vibe. So it fits that he's a poetry type of guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> So after that, after he invites them to the poetry reading, Ohaji asks Moesha for her notes from English class, but she completely plays him to the left. 
He says, look, Mo, you can sit in my lap and watch if you think that I'm going to steal the notes. And Mo is like, boy, bye. But immediately, Kim is like, oh, I was sitting in your lap. <laughs> and looking back, I'm just like, why is it that the quote unquote big girl always gets portrayed as like overly thirsty as if just because a woman has a little weight to her, she isn't desirable. And it's crazy because that was 96 and that's still happening now, even in a lot of black shows in 2020. So I'm definitely wondering, you know, when the whole like flat, fat black girl trope will end. But again, we in 96 with it. So, (laughs) um, we cut to the next scene and we actually see Mo and Ohaji holding hands, which is like, whoa, wasn't you just playing him to the left? But then we learn that they have secretly been having this like secret little sneaky link relationship. And as they're sitting on the bench, like holding hands, being all lovey-dovey, they actually share a first kiss. And I was so weak because there was a callback joke where Moesha asked him after the kiss, how much is your rent? <laughs> Uh, referencing what Andale had just told her about, you know, what real love feels like. So it was a super cute little moment. Um, but then we transition to uh, back to the house and we see Dee on the phone and she's talking to Hakeem because they're looking for Moesha. She is an hour late for dinner, even though Dee had already told her don't be late. And right at the last minute, Moesha comes running in acting like nothing has happened. And Dee is like, oh, no, nah, you're not about to just sit down and eat this chicken and these green beans, honey. Like, she's like, we need answers. And her dad, Frank, is like, oh, Dee, it's fine. She's here now. Let's just eat. And from there, Dee has a very real moment and is like, Frank, let me pull you to the side. And she does that. And she expresses herself to him that, you know, hey, if you keep cutting in when I'm trying to like help you raise the kids I'll never have a relationship with Moesha and in that she tells Frank um Frank keeps cutting her off and she's like what's your Christopher Darden self again another reference another reference this time to the infamous OJ trial we all know Christopher Darden the black lawyer so it was like again just a funny little reference to throw into the script and I loved it because Frank immediately validates her feelings. He doesn't try to make her feel crazy or gaslight her at all. And he pretty much, you know, reaffirms like, hey, I got your back. And as soon as they go back into the kids, they present themselves as a united front. And he tells Mo to check in with Dee um, about, you know, all of that and prove like he immediately show and prove to Dee like, okay, I'll stop cutting in and I'll let you do your thing. Which is a great thing to see that dynamic from the parental side, but we cutting back to Mo's perspective and Moesha is not feeling it. So Mo is like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to eat. I'm about to go to the den. And cause Moesha trying to go and chill with her friends and see Ohaji's poetry performance. But D is like, um, no, honey, you're not, you're going to sit down and eat dinner. And Mo like, yeah, but my dad said I can go. And then D is like, but I told you to sit down and eat. So they just like go back and forth and it ultimately ends. And the classic line that all kids say to the step parent, which is you can't tell me what to do. And D is like, girl, what you said? <laughs> like it was such like a real dialogue. It didn't feel like overly scripted at all. And Dee was not feeling the attitude, so she grounds Moesha to her room. And then we cut to the den, and we see the performances. It's jumping. It's packed. It's like an open mic kind of night. And 
the first thing that we see of the den like at this event is um of like rap duo up there and they're giving us such like positive 90s rap they're rapping about like safe sex and be a positive role model don't be a thug and put down the guns and it was just so like the even his flow was so 90s because it was like that kind of fast rap <laughs> um but it was it was such a 90s feel like uh the blackness the nostalgia of it all <laughs> but um even though she's grounded we see mo show up anyway and it's just in time for her to catch her boo, Ohaji's poet performance. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. That poetry was terrible. It was not it, child. Like, maybe it might have been it in the 90s, but it just was not hidden. It did not age well. <laughs> um, the poem was called Our Love is All That. So that should definitely give you an idea of like, oh, this is 90s as hell. And the entire time, Mo is just sitting in the crowd, just beaming because she's like, oh, yeah, my man up here performing about me. Like, you can just see her smiling and blushing. But Ohachi gets off the stage and immediately goes and kisses Tracy. Yes, the same Tracy from earlier that Mo was just talking to about French class. So it's like, wait a minute. But you can tell he thought Mo wasn't coming and was showing out. So... Mo immediately calls him out and he like, I thought you was grounded. And I'm just like, huh, been there, sis. <laughs> of a teenage boy doing some mess and getting caught and having the worst excuse. Um, so then the next scene, we cut back to Moesha trying to sneak in the house. But D is up waiting for her. And D is ready to just read her and give her the riot act until she notices that Moesha's crying. So Dee's kind of maternal instinct kicks in at that point. So she lets go of, you know, whatever she was about to read Mo Moesha for for sneaking out. She's like, what's wrong? So they have a moment, like a really soft moment where Moesha opens up to her about what happened with Ohaji. And in that Moesha is just hurt. And she says, nobody cares about me. And Dee says to her, well, what about your dad and Miles? And Mo says back, they don't need me anymore. And we see D like have a moment of recognition of like, oh wow, that's why she's, that's why Moesha is not feeling my presence. Like she feels like I'm trying to replace her or you know what I mean? And again, all very real feelings when you're dealing with like the blended family dynamic. So after that, we see D really have a moment where she immediately comforts Moesha. She gives her understanding and just, really empathizes with her and they just have a moment there and it was again just nice to see because it doesn't always have to be dysfunctional it doesn't always have to be drama and it's really how you want it to be between a teenage girl and a new stepmom so it was definitely a, a sweet moment there and after the conversation Mo says you know can we keep this Ohaji thing a secret because again her dad Frank is not with Moesha dating nobody and D is like, yeah, okay, but, you know, you still grounded. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they definitely was not about to just let Moesha off the hook. Because, girl, you just snuck out the whole house. Like, come on now. Um, but it's great to see because you see the first steps of D and Moesha kind of building somewhat of a relationship there. And we end the episode off with, again, another classic journal entry from Moesha. And in her writing, she's questioning if... Her and Ohaji was real love, 
But as she's writing, she realizes like it's only real love if he has the butterflies too. And clearly he didn't because he was up there kissing Tracy after the performance. So I love that it's like Moesha might be a teenager, but sis got some wisdom about herself. Like she was not about to be out here getting played and you love to see it, love to see it. And she also writes that, you know, D is actually pretty all right. So it's just a beautiful wrap to the episode. Um, and again, just very relatable moments because we've all been there. That teenage love, that flame will spark so quick and die out just the same. So we literally saw that happen with her and Ohaji. And again, I just love that every every episode features Moesha journaling. And looking back, it's like you don't even realize the significance of that until you get older and like me, until you go into therapy. And you realize like journaling is one of the best coping mechanisms there is. Like that's literally one of the first things that my therapist recommended to me. So it's like just seeing that, seeing black people just have a way to express themselves. Like you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, and that was the pilot episode of the classic sitcom Moesha and this is just the vibe that we're going to be on y'all we're going to break down the episode we're going to talk about the different dynamics and the different things that are shown and we're just going to really dive into the blackness another dope thing we'll always do each episode we're going to point out which because we just have to because of how dope the 90s fashion was we will always point out the best dress of the that particular episode and this week it goes to none other than miss char jackson as niecy niecy was killing it with this fly plaid skirt red thigh highs and a yellow crop top topped off with the very very sexy shortcut from the 90s with the baby hairs just making her hair look so soft and curly like very much natural vibes very much young teen serving a look honey it was everything it was everything so again this has been the moesha pilot wrap up rewatch um definitely make sure that you continue to listen we will break down each and every episode we will constantly share the actors and the actresses just to give them the flowers that they have been deserved <laughs> they might not have always gotten them but we will always shout out the blackness shout out their great work um I don't even think that they knew back then that they were doing something as legendary as this, that in 2020, we will all be rewatching it. We will be, you know, making different content about it. We would literally take their characters and turn them into Halloween costumes and do cosplay as Moesha. And, you know, it's just, I don't think that even they knew at that point what they were doing, but we are so grateful for having these moments and things to look back on. I've been loving seeing the resurgence now with social media because you're seeing people have their kids watch these shows. So it's like the same shows that they grew, their mothers grew up on. Now you have young girls and their sons and their little cousins also growing up knowing and knowing Moesha and seeing that representation. It's so, so very powerful. Thank you so much for tuning into The Blackness, and we will see y'all for episode two of Mo to the, E to the.